Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Super glad to have you here, to have you kicking off your new year, your new decade with me. And I want to begin with a question. Have you ever felt frustrated by your lack of action or lack of progress? Have you ever wanted something really badly and still failed to do the work to get it? Really, this comes down to, have you ever been in your own way? I certainly have been. And not only have I been in my own way, that was actually my way of life for most of my life. And I wanted change desperately while failing to create it. And I lived that way for 30 years. Because I lived that way for so long and I dealt with that daily push and pull of I want something so much more but I really am not motivated to do the work to do it and I think, I believe that is a barrier because I lived that way and because I now live a life that's very different from that, a life where I really believe that Not only can I create change, but I will create change. I'm so passionate to help other people make that switch, which really is a mental shift, a mental switch more than it is a behavioral one. And if somebody had told me that years ago, I probably wouldn't have believed them because yes, you do have to change your behaviors. But when behavior change seems hard or isn't happening, We don't need to beat ourselves up more. We don't need to change the behavioral approach or strategy or plan. We need to change our mindset. We need to change our mindset. It's funny, just earlier today, I realized one of many ways that this has shifted for me and one of many ways that I think so differently now, I was texting with a family member just to check in on them and see how they're doing and they live far away And they were asking what was going on in our life. And I said, you know, gosh, so much. The the renovation is underway and we're just crossing our fingers that it's going to be done before baby. And we're doing our part to get everything squared away so that life is as seamless as possible when we are able to move things back into the house. And I've hired a COO chief operating officer for Primal Potential, and that's a big move, and it was a scary move, but I know that it's going to allow Primal Potential to make a bigger impact, and for me to do what I do best and stop doing the things I'm not good at, 
And I was just kind of giving an update on, on big things like that. And the response was, yikes, I hope that works out for you. Which a few years ago, I wouldn't have even thought of. I would have just been like, yeah, me too. <laughs> sure hope so. But today, my first thought was, good thing hope isn't my strategy. I'm not hoping it's going to work out. I know we will make it work out, whatever that requires. And I know that it'll take iterations and it won't go exactly how we think it will. But I don't have to rely on hope. When for most of my life, I felt like that was all I had. I hope this is the time that I actually stick with it. And I just pray that I can have this shift where all of a sudden I'm doing the work and not fighting against myself. It was the mindset that made me feel so much more empowered that I don't need hope because I have so much more power than hope. I have something infinitely more powerful than this notion of hope. Fingers crossed. I have the power of choice, and so do you. That mindset shift is absolutely required to create change. I was really struck by something uh, that I saw last month on social media. Heidi Powell shared it, if you're not following her. Um, I enjoy a lot of her posts. Heidi Powell, she used to be on some television show on, I don't even know the network, but she's not anymore. She's a big fitness personality. Uh, but she shared something on social media that says, stop expecting your kids to chase their dreams, to respect themselves, to forgive themselves, or to love themselves if they spend a lifetime watching you do the opposite for yourself. Now, fortunately, I feel confident that I am chasing my dreams and that I get better at self-respect and forgiveness and self-love every single day, but there are things that I don't do the way that I hope my daughter will. And so whether it's, you know, you want your kid to be tenacious and to go after what they want, but you're not tenacious and you don't go after what you want. Or you want, you want your kids to refuse fear and to be bold, but you submit to fear and you're not living boldly. You're living safely. If you want your kids to do what's right, but you continue to put it off and make excuses? If you want your kids to live outside their comfort zone, but you are deeply rooted in yours, you're probably not going to get what you want for your children, right? Now, here's the thing. We all know this. We want change, and I don't think that you would be listening to this podcast if you didn't. The struggle isn't in wanting it, it's how to get yourself to do it, and more so how to remain consistent and avoid the drama because it is the drama factor that lures us away from our pursuits. You know, the drama that's like, what is wrong with me? I always give up. I'm so inconsistent. I do so well for a few days and then I blow it. This year, my sole focus is helping you create that change that you want to make. The things that you know to do, the strategies that you've already mapped out a million times, the issue being you're not executing and you're not executing consistently. Now, don't get me wrong. I love 
the science and the endocrinology and all of those topics. But fact is, most of it's already been covered here. The information hasn't changed. And all of it has been covered somewhere. That information is not what it takes. It's not what's required to create change. That's the easy part. And oftentimes, that information is the distracting part. But either way, that information is not the key to change. I wish it was, but it's not. In fact, if you have not listened to episode 683 yet, you need to go back and do that. It's about the gap. How as information has become more accessible, whether that's books or podcasts or the internet or all of the above, if we are not changing our behavior in tandem at the same rate that we are changing our understanding, our knowledge, then we actually can feel really worse about ourselves. We can feel even more disappointed. We can feel even more ashamed. I was interviewed for another podcast the other day. And one of the questions that the podcaster asked me was, what one thing do I attribute being able to change to? Like I spent so much of my life not changing and not doing the things I wanted to do. What is one thing that I attribute this shift to? And I said, being willing to think differently. Because if I continued to think the way I always thought, I'd continue to get what I always got. And that was my reality as I jumped from this plan to that plan, to this approach, to that approach, back to the original one. But I was still thinking the same way. So that meant I was generating the same excuses and exceptions. I really attribute it to a willingness and a practice of thinking differently. And that took a lot of forms. A lot of different thoughts changed. Most specifically, I think, if I had to pinpoint one that was most powerful, it was the willingness to start again in any moment. I previously didn't have the willingness to start again in any moment. I had a lot of drama. (laughs) Oh my God, what's wrong with me? I screwed up again. I said this was the time. I was so sure. I suck and I don't believe in myself and I never stick with anything. That was the opposite of being willing to start again. Being willing to start again without drama comes down to the practice of having a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. And if you have not yet read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, I highly recommend it, especially if you are wanting to create change in any area of your life and you're on board with this notion that whether, you know, whether you've experienced it or not, it comes down to mindset. The book is called Mindset. It's by Carol Dweck. I'll link to it in the show notes, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 705. So a fixed mindset is a way of thinking that relies on the past, the way things have been defining who you are and what you do and what you will do based on where you've been. That's what I used to do, right? When I had a fixed mindset, it was, I'm so all or nothing and I'm an emotional eater and I'm inconsistent and I get super excited about the latest new idea and then a week or two weeks, maybe three weeks later, I totally fizzle out. 
I defined myself and I limited myself based on my past. I believed that the way things had been is the way that they would continue to be. That's fixed. A growth mindset simplified is I can choose to be different in this moment. Right now, I can choose to show up differently. It doesn't matter that I've been so all or nothing in the past. It doesn't matter that I've been an emotional eater in the past. In this moment, I can choose not to eat in response to my emotions. I can choose in this moment or for today to be consistent, even if I've never made that choice before. In the book, uh, Carol Dweck says it this way, a growth mindset is based on the belief that your basic qualities are things that you can cultivate through your efforts, which means we are not limited by the way things have been. It doesn't matter how many years you've had this pattern or how many times you've tried and failed. That really has no place in the conversation if you have a growth mindset. I want to read really quickly um, from the very beginning of this book, Mindset by Carol Dweck. This is like right in the first chapter. It's called A View from the Two Mindsets. A View from the Two Mindsets. To give you a better sense of how the two mindset works, imagine as vividly as you can that you are a young adult having a really bad day. One day, you go to a class that's really important to you and that you like a lot. The professor returns the midterm papers to the class. You got a C plus. You're very disappointed. That evening, on the way back to your home, you find that you've gotten a parking ticket. Being really frustrated, you call your best friend to share your experience, but you're sort of brushed off. What would you think? What would you feel? What would you do? When I asked people with a fixed mindset, this is what they said. I'd feel like a reject. I'm a total failure. I'm an idiot. I'm a loser. I'd feel worthless and dumb. Everyone's better than me. In other words, they'd see what happened as a direct measure of their competence and worth. This is what they'd think about their lives. My life is pitiful. I have no life. Somebody upstairs doesn't like me. This world is out to get me. Someone's out to destroy me. Life's unfair, and why do I try? Life stinks. I'm stupid. Nothing good ever happens to me. I'm the most unlucky person on this earth. Excuse me, was there death and destruction or just a grade, a ticket, and a bad phone call? It continues, are these just people with low self-esteem or card-carrying pessimists? No. When they aren't coping with failure... They feel just as worthy and optimistic and bright and attractive as people with a growth mindset. So how would they cope, these people with a fixed mindset? I wouldn't bother to put so much time and effort into doing anything well. In other words, don't let anyone measure you again. Do nothing, stay in bed, get drunk, eat, yell at someone if I get a chance, eat chocolate, listen to music and pout, go in my closet and sit there, pick a fight with somebody, cry, break something, what is there to do? What is there to do? You know, when I wrote the vignette, I intentionally made the grade a C plus and not an F. It was a midterm rather than a final. It was a parking ticket, not a car wreck. They were sort of brushed off, not rejected outright. 
nothing catastrophic or irreversible happened yet. From this raw material, the fixed mindset created the feeling of utter failure and paralysis. When I gave people with the growth mindset the same vignette, here's what they said. They'd think, I need to try harder in the class, be careful of where I park the car and wonder if my friend had a bad day. The C-plus would tell me that I'd have to work harder in the class, but I have the rest of the semester to pull up my grade. There were many, many more like this, but I think you get the idea. Now, how would they cope directly? I'd start thinking about studying harder or studying in a different way for my next class uh, test in that class. I'd pay the ticket and I'd work things out with my best friend the next time we speak. I'd look at what was wrong on my exam, resolve to do better, pay my parking ticket, and call my friend to tell her I was upset the day before. Work hard on my next paper, speak to the teacher, be careful about where I park or contest the ticket and find out what's wrong with my friend. You don't have to have one mindset or the other to be upset. Who wouldn't be? Things like a poor grade or a rebuff from a friend or a loved one, these are not fun events. No one was smacking their lips with relish. Yet those people with the growth mindset were not labeling themselves and throwing up their hands. Even though they felt distressed, they were ready to take the risks, confront the challenges, and keep working at them. We see this in life all the time, right? The scale, the number goes up when you weigh yourself in the morning. Oh, why do I even bother? Right? Or we see this when you're trying to get out of debt and then you find out that your car needs new tires or your check engine light comes on. Oh, seriously, there's really no point because no matter what I do, something's always going to go wrong. Fixed mindset being driven more by the problem than by the solution. The book is really, really great. It asks some powerful questions, and it suggests that just by asking questions, how can I change this? What can I do? How can this be solved, or how can you help me? We grow. No matter what the situation is. Just a couple weeks ago, uh, right before Christmas, I got a couple of change orders from my contractor on this home renovation that seems like it's lasting forever. And they were way higher than they were supposed to be. And they weren't like, oh, hey, let's do radiant heated flooring. No, it was like there was a problem that we had to fix that was not optional. And in that moment, I responded to the contractor by saying, what options do we have here? With a fixed mindset, it would have been like, this is a disaster. This is too expensive. I'm screwed. I can't afford it. This is a nightmare. This is all going wrong. But with a growth mindset, it was just very simply, can we have a conversation about what my options are here? The same thing happened the other day. <laughs> I uh, noticed that I was getting like an absurd number of medical bills related to this pregnancy, even though I like wasn't seeing the doctor at an unusual frequency or for anything other than routine visits. So I called my insurance company. God love them. They said, oh, your pregnancy has to be registered in order for anything to be covered. 
And I said, well, you know, back in July, I called to register the pregnancy because I, the only reason I knew of this was that I called for an explanation of my maternal benefits. If I hadn't have made that call, I would have never known about this registration garbage. But when I called to register the pregnancy, I didn't have a provider's name because at my particular office, without going into the details, you see everybody. You see all the OBs, you see all the midwives, you see all the nursing assistants, you see everybody. So you don't get assigned a doctor. And they said, okay, well, you'll have to call back and register it when you're assigned a doctor. Well, at this point, when I called seven and a half months pregnant or something, because I was getting all these bills, I said, I still don't have an assigned doctor. It's not the way this practice works. And they said, well, you can call your practice and have them register the pregnancy. They can put any doctor's name on there and you'll be covered from this point forward. And I said, are you telling me that the vast majority of my pregnancy won't be covered? And she's, yes, unfortunately, because, you know, we can only cover from the date of your registration forward and it can't be backdated. Fixed mindset I would have just cried, my luck, I can't believe this, yet another expense. I feel like everything is out to get me and I just can't catch a break. Growth mindset, I was like, well, I have some phone calls to make, don't I? Because this is not okay. What can I do? Who can help me? Right? It goes back to those questions that Dweck suggests in the book. How can I change this? What can I do? How can this be solved? How can you help me? Nothing is a failure until you start to blame either yourself or others. Nothing is a failure until you start to blame. A growth mindset is a choice. It is a decision as well as a practice. But people who develop a growth mindset, again, not because they were born that way or it's inherently the way they think, but because they choose it, they make the decision to embrace it and practice it, People with a growth mindset, the worse they feel, the more motivated they are to confront the problems that face them. Whereas with a fixed mindset, you use setbacks to label yourself. I'm so screwed. I'm so stupid. Why didn't I know this? I'm a failure. I'm so inconsistent. What the heck is wrong with me? There's a really great graphic Um, and I've posted it online before. It's in the book. It's always all over the internet. It comes from Mindset by Carol Dweck, and it's two side-by-side comparisons of, well, it's a side-by-side, a comparison of two different mindsets, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. An individual with a fixed mindset kind of believes that where they're at is relatively static. They can't change too much. Whereas somebody with a growth mindset feels like not much is static. We can change most, if not all, things. With a fixed mindset, you avoid challenges, whereas with a growth mindset, you embrace them. Let's go. This is hard. Fantastic. Opportunity for me to practice, for me to build networks with other people who maybe have experiences that I don't. This is going to make me better. Let's go. With a fixed mindset, you give up easily with obstacles. You know, like the example of, oh, we're not going to cover the first eight months of your pregnancy. A fixed mindset would be like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay this? This is awful. Now I'm going to have to, like, think through my Christmas presents. Nobody's getting gifts from me. You just sort of give up easily. But with a growth mindset, you persist. You know there's going to be setbacks. Okay, now what? What can we do? How can we change this? With a fixed mindset, you kind of see effort as pointless. 
Why bother? Why do I even try getting out of debt when something always comes up? Why do I even try to improve my relationship? Because this other person isn't going to change. Effort is fruitless. But with a growth mindset, effort's just the path to getting things to improve, making things better. There's a totally different approach to criticism based on if you're choosing a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. With a fixed mindset, you ignore criticism or you fight against it. Whereas with a growth mindset, you're looking to learn from it. What can I do about this? What are my options? And this also, the fixed versus growth mindset, whichever one we choose, whichever one we decide to practice, has a huge impact on our relationships with others, especially the success of others. With a fixed mindset, people feel really threatened by the success of others. As if you achieving more means that I am somehow less than or there's less for me. Whereas individuals with a growth mindset are inspired and informed by the success of others. So that, give that some real thought, the difference between how you are showing up and know that it is a decision, it is a choice, it is a practice. It's not, oh, I recognize that I have this fixed mindset, that sucks, right? That's exactly the opposite of what we're trying to say here. It is a decision that you make in any moment, whether it's a moment of frustration or a moment of tension or a moment of opportunity. You get to choose in that moment, will you show up with a growth mindset or will you show up with a fixed mindset. It is not either I am this way or I am that way. It is a decision, moment by moment, situation by situation. How can I show up differently? How can I change my perspective on this? I'm telling you guys that changing your mindset is the catalyst that will allow you to so much more effortlessly change your behavior in every aspect of your life. A few things to consider if you want to practice having more of a growth mindset. First, obviously, read the book, Mindset by Carol Dweck, and I'll link to it in the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 705. Another great book uh, while we're on the topic of books, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday is a perfect demonstration of going through life and going through challenges and setbacks with a growth mindset. In fact, chasing cupcakes for that matter, because the premise of chasing cupcakes is asking yourself better questions, which is a huge tool in shifting from more fixed to growth mindset. Another thing to do if you are looking to improve your mindset, upgrade your mindset to make change easier, is ditch this dramatic idea of failure. And instead of labeling something or yourself or a circumstance or situation as failure, instead, ask yourself what you can do about it to change. You know, how can I influence this? Where can I go from here? And lastly, and just as importantly, stop limiting yourself based on how things have been. In fact, stop focusing on how things have been altogether and start reminding yourself that this day, this moment is a blank slate and a fresh opportunity. Before we go, I want to give you guys a little uh, 
insider intel on something that's coming your way in the next week or so, mid-January, I'm going to be opening up through the end of the month only. So there'll be about a two-week period of access to basically an online summit to give you some really concrete information on creating change, practically speaking, short videos as well as worksheets. It's not only going to be on the mindset component too, though. We're going to talk some specific health strategy. In this virtual summit, it's going to be fairly specific to females. Um, So guys, I'll catch you next time or guys, you know, read Chasing Cupcakes or dive into the podcast or get on the wait list for the next 12 weeks to transformation. I've got you. But this particular health summit is uh, geared more towards females on the health side of things. The mindset thing is, of course, gender neutral. Um, But we really want to equip you with not only information, but also application of some strategies that are really, really simple instead of getting lost in all the details and all the options and all of that. More information is going to be coming on uh, where you can access this and the specifics of what we will make available to you in both the video content as well as the worksheets that will be available. Just wanted you to kind of have that in the back of your mind that we've got something special coming for you in mid-January through the end of January. I didn't want to leave anybody out in the cold who didn't get to participate in the winter 12 weeks to transformation because that is now officially underway. We're in week one now uh, and the next one won't open up until the springtime. So just wanted to let you guys know that we've got that coming your way. More information will be shared on the podcast and the website and via email. In the meantime, check out that book Mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, It's something you can also listen to on Audible if you aren't a big reader of physical books. Just start to look at When you're confronted with any challenge, frustration, obstacle, what can I do about this? Who can help me? What are the options? How can I think about it differently? Because this is the lever that makes all change in every area easier. Make it a great day. I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.